Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Please hang a moon up and tune up the cellos for here come the dreamers. Tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets, butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos. Let us get to it and do it upright. Welcome the dreamers with all of our Welcome to Dream Farm Radio. My name is Julie Lavender, and I'm sitting here in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling New England fields of Dream Farm. I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination to join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. We'll unleash fresh jazz synergies as we explore the music and the dreams of our guest artists. So join us, because you never know. We just might touch a few of your dreams along the way. Um tom pra cantar, um tom pra falar, um tom pra viver. Um tom para a cor, um tom para o som, um tom para o ser. Ah, You are hearing the incomparable sound of vocalist Caetano Veloso from Brazil. And I can't tell you that he's here, but I can tell you that someone is here with me. Actually, I'm with him, Professor Bertram Lehman from Berkeley College of Music. I'm sitting in his studio at Berkeley in Boston because I think um, you are probably one of the most passionate people anywhere relating to the music of Caetano Veloso, who I am learning to deeply love. So Bertram, thank you for coming on the show to talk about him. My pleasure to be here. And everyone, Bertram is an ethnomusicologist. He's traveled the world touring, playing extensively. He's got at least 40 albums to his credit. And um, he really is uh, kind of the wizard of percussion. And his eyes sort of explode out of his head with sounds and ideas and um, the the streams that percussion uh, brings together to um, influence the musical genres, you know, of our day and of, of uh, previous days. But um, Bertram has had appearances in places like uh, Lincoln Center at Boston Symphony Hall, uh, the Tchaikovsky, Tchaikovsky Center, and the Kennedy Center. That must mean you, you know what you're doing. Uh, I pretend, yes. <laughs> <laughs> F- a phenomenal percussionist. 
and a passionate lover of music. And Bertram has played on a number of my projects, which I'm honored to be able to say, Bertram. And uh, so, again, thank you for having me on location here at Berkeley College of Music. Yeah. Not too far from the farm. Exactly. But um, I'm crazy about Caetano Veloso, but I can't tell you why. I'm going to be the woman in the room who asks all the, the dumb questions, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> and enjoys your expertise on this subject. We're calling this show Um Tom, and I'm going to let you take it from there. Yeah, so um, for, for your listeners, uh, Caetano Veloso is one of Brazil's most famous musicians for the last, you could say, 50 years, um, since the uh, mid-1960s. And um, you know he stands for a generation of musicians in Brazil that uh, grew up um, at the end of the Bossa Nova era and then under the uh, beginning of the military dictatorship. Um, and like uh, some of his colleagues, he went into exile. And um, at that point, uh, in the 60s, obviously, we had the beat revolution going on with the Beatles uh, uh, spreading their music around the world. So, and those musicians were at a really important juncture of mu musical traditions. And in the case of the Brazilian musicians, they had uh, their tradition that dates back to the days of slavery uh, and, a, and a style of music called the samba, uh, which transformed into bossa nova and then was fused with many of these new international styles. So Caetano is um, one of the people who really represents this incredible eclectic um, uh, music making and sense of music uh, at its best, and has done so for the last uh, five decades. Um, he was, you know, he was born in Salvador uh, or near Salvador Bahia. Salvador is the um, in Brazil. In Brazil, yes, in the state of Brazil, northeastern state. And Salvador used to be the capital of Brazil. It's a very rich. Uh, Uh, culturally rich uh, and very African uh, region uh, to this day, and a lot of um, musical um, contemporary movements have come out of out of Bra out of uh, Bahia and have infused contemporary Brazilian music, pop music, with constantly new uh, new sounds. And um, but he got a start. Uh, uh, actually, his base, his his biggest uh, um, idol uh, at at one point and continued to be was the famous guitar player and singer João Gilberto who is generally credited as the inventor, at least from the point of playing and the, the musical uh, sort of aesthetic of uh, bossa nova, which of course is a genre that came up in the late 50s in, in Brazil and the most famous composer that people are familiar with is generally uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we're going to go into a song which is actually called Um Tom and uh, spelled Tom uh, as Tom, T-O-M, And Tom means, in, uh, of course, it's Tom, like in, uh, and it's a short for Tonio, Antonio, but also mm -hmm. it means just tone. And um, uh, in, in, that, in that particular tune, we'll hear the universe of Caetano Veloso. He wrote this. Uh, yeah, he wrote that, uh, coalesce around a number of different influences, which I'll discuss in a, in a second. Um, before that, it's just uh, important to uh, maybe uh, convey to, uh, to your listeners that um, in that era of the 60s, um, things weren't looking uh, too good in Brazil. As I mentioned, um, there was a fear of a communist overthrow um, that was uh, going around the um, government and the military took over with the actually aid of the United States and uh, installed a, a dictatorship that lasted up to the 80s. So it was and a confluence of left and right clash yes, that he was in the right middle of, yes. right? And um, it turns out that, um, so uh, we'll play a second of uh, a tune called Domingo from uh, Caetano's uh, first uh, studio recording. 
that he did um, in 1967, shortly after he came to Rio. Why don't we hear that now? Roda, toda gente roda Ao redor dessa tarde Essa praça é formosa E a rosa pousada No meio da roda No meio da tarde De um imenso jardim Rosa não espera so comes out of the tradition of the pre-Bossa era and also taking cues from Bossa Nova itself. Um, but then Caetano Veloso said actually in the liner notes to this particular recording that uh, his current inspiration is leaning towards paths very different from those he has followed till then. And uh, he says, I no, no longer desire uh, to thrive on nostalgia for other times and places. I wish to incorporate that nostalgia in future projects. So the next stage of his development was a tune he wrote for a song festival called Alegria, Alegria, uh, meaning joy or happiness. And that tune fused a very tr uh, traditional carnival rhythm called a march, a marcha, with the sounds of the burgeoning beat revolution um, as exemplified by, for instance, the Beatles at that point. Um, it's a very important tune with, uh, bec that became kind of a hallmark for the new burgeoning tropicalia or tropicalist movement that was launched by Caetano and some of his colleagues at the time. So the lyrics talk about a narrator walking through an urban environment in Brazil at the time and um, the narrator takes in what people have uh, determined as being a confusing fragmented reality of a modern Brazilian city uh, full of the imported uh, symbols of modernity. So jumping forward to the late 90s, Caetano released a record called Livro, which means book in Portuguese, which became one of his most uh, famous and actually most uh, popular recordings. He won a Grammy uh, later on. Um, we're going to play and talk about a song called Um Tom. Um, and Tom is, like I said earlier, T-O-M. We that, heard that at the very beginning of the show. And that stands in for both the name of his son that was born around that time and also Tom. a tribute to Antonio Carlos Tom Jobim. And um, it's a wonderful uh, little piece that combines uh, very many elements of the, that, of the musical universe that uh, have determined Brazilian musical history and, and, ev and evolution over the last two centuries. So you're going to give us little slices of things we will hear in Um Tom when we play that. Exactly. Okay. So the, um, uh, one of the instruments you're going to hear uh, uh, in that is the uh, kalimba or likembe or sansa, which is a thumb piano. And we have a little clip for that. Okay, let's hear it. So in traditional African music, the kalimba is responsible for ostinato patterns, and there was a famous uh, American composer called Steve Reich who uses uh, a similar aesthetic in his piece called uh, Six Marimbas. And uh, here's a clip of that, because we also hear a marimba in this tune by Caetano. And also, the marimba is, of course, a descendant of the balafon, which comes from West Africa. Another very unique sound you are going to hear is that of the barimbao, which is a musical bow originally from the Angolan region. And uh, that was used in capoeira, which is a martial arts form in colonial era Brazil. And we have a clip for that. And one more element you're going to be hearing in the song that we're going to play at the beginning of the next set is that of a 
Yoruban or Daomein background called Maracatur from another northeastern state in Brazil. And all of this is preparing us to hear in fullness Um Tom in the next segment of Dream Farm Radio. Thank you. 
all that spending is. Why is it they don't come round anymore? Hi, this is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. Because at one time, I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back to Dream Farm Radio, live from Berklee College of Music. I'm here with ethnomusicologist and Caetano Veloso fan, Bertram Lehman. And in the first segment, we took you on a little oral, um, you know, picnic <laughs> of sounds, you know, a buffet of sounds of things and ideas that have influenced Caetano Veloso in order that when you hear this piece, Um Tom, you will be enriched. So without any further ado, please hear Um Tom by Caetano Veloso. Um tom pra cantar, um tom pra falar, um tom pra viver Um tom para a cor, um tom para o som, um tom para o ser Ah, como é bom dormir Ah, como é bom Thank you. 
So this wonderful piece really is a melange of all these different elements that uh, we have uh, shown you. And um, Caetano really was very adamant about having his arranger, the cellist Jacques Morellenbaum, who is, uh, was one of the members of Antonio Carlos Jobim's last band, uh, in putting together this uh, wonderful uh, pastiche uh, of, of tonal percussion. Among the instruments that I talked about, we also heard tubular bells, which you might be familiar with from, let's say, a Puccini opera, um, but which also remind us of a gamelan orchestra uh, from, let's say, Indonesia. Um, in that uh, center of the piece, the bridge, there was hand clapping, which was reminiscent of the folkloric samba from Bahia. Um, it's typically done in what is called the samba jihada. And also there's talking drum. Uh, so this, this, this piece really is a, 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 a mixture of, of both European and African and Afro-Brazilian sonic textures all uh, coalescing around this wonderful song, a, a cantico, which he calls it, um, and uh, thereby creating one big tone, the tone of Everything sparkly and beautiful about percussion and music all exactly, together. Exactly, of course, percussion. So that makes it even better. And there's nothing about Caetano Veloso that can be reduced to a small idea. And um, we're going to take the next segment exploring just even one one piece that has uh, so many people have made their own in some way, or he made it, or he took someone else's and make it made it their own. Let me try to say this. Nabasha de Zapatero. Nabasha. Do Zapatero, that okay. means in the shoemaker's alley. Okay, well, let's start digging into this one. Yeah, so th this, this piece is by the famous Brazilian composer Ahi Barroso, who also wrote a tune that uh, your listeners will probably know. It's called Brasil, or Aquarela do Brasil. Uh, one of the most famous Brazilian tunes of all times uh, has a very distinct introduction, it was which was composed in the late 30s. And uh, the tunes by Ahiba Hose were the first tunes to come to the United States by um, virtue of a number of Walt Disney movies, uh, one, of, one of them called Saludos Amigos from 1942, uh, and also later on Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange featured uh, Brazil in, in his soundtrack. Now, Baixa do Zapatero is uh, not as known as that song, but harkens back to the same era and was also featured in a Disney movie, The Three Caballeros, which featured Carmen Miranda, who also interpreted yeah, the song yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, many times. And these two these uh, movies in general found a later sort of revival in the uh, two movies called Rio and Rio 2 uh, from 2011 and thereafter, which uh, uh, also featured uh, very contemporary uh, Brazilian stars like Sergio Mendes and some pop uh, singers like Jamie Foxx and Janelle Monet. So there's a, there's a history in, in, in Brazilian artists and Brazilian tunes uh, being incorporated in, in, in American uh, mainstream, you could say, uh, mm -hmm. media. But Abaixa um, do Zapatero is important um, in, in so far as, uh, like many of Barroso's songs, it also um, deals with Bahia and the beauty of Brazil in general. Uh, Bahia is a region. Bahia is the, uh, one of the northernmost states of Brazil. It's mm -hmm. very close to West Africa. In fact, the closest you can get to West Africa on the, America, on the American continents uh, is, is, is Bahia. It is 99% uh, people of African descent to this day. And Ahiba Hoso, even though he was a, a white composer, was the first one who really drew on the samba tradition that had been developed in the early 20th century, around the 1920s and 30s. And uh, he was the first one to really, as a composer, int uh, attain international fame. Um, again, you know, he, he met Disney and uh, people, you know, he was referred to by uh, people who were looking for folks. 
Um, so this, uh, these kind of tunes usually deal with the beauty of Bahia and its inhabitants, and particularly, of course, the beautiful morenas, which are the, the mulatta uh, uh, women of the region. Well, you've brought us a series of other pieces that have reference to what Caetano did. So what I'd like to do is play clips of that, uh, and you can talk about, uh, as the music is playing, you can talk about how each of these clips relate to Caetano's version of uh, do Zapatero. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the first uh, little excerpt is by Dorival Caimi. He's uh, a, the, the grandfather of Bahian samba, uh, known for his songs um, as a sort of Bahian singer-songwriter. Um, his his subject matter deals with the beach, the the, the sea, Bahia as a as a region, and um, in a certain way, he is the the, the model of what uh, artists like Jean Gilberto and Caetano Veloso later would uh, aspire to in their music as well. Ai, o amor, ai, ai. Amor, bobagem que a gente não explica, ai, ai. Prova um bocadinho, oi. Fica envenenado, oi E pro resto da vida é um tal de sofrer Olara And from one of Brazil's most uh, enigmatic and popular singers, uh, male singers, to probably its most uh, enigmatic for sure and also popular female singer called uh, Elise Regina, um, who was an interpreter of all kinds of music, of Musica Popular Brasileira, um, Samba and Bossa Nova. And here she's with her ballad take on this song by Ahi Barroso.
And in a further attest of the popularity of the music by Ahi Bohoso, um, again dating back to the 1940s, here's a version recorded in 1958 by John Coltrane on a record he actually entitled Bahia, just that. And um, this is a jazz version, uh, really, um, with all the bells and whistles that we have come to know from John Coltrane. Bahia was also featured uh, on the classic jazz samba recorded by Stan Getz and Charlie Bird in 1962, which is probably the most famous uh, recording of Brazilian music released in the US. Moving on, here are a couple of clips that really bring us close to the actual recording that Caetano recorded. First, we have a little excerpt of religious candomblé drumming, which is the rhythm you actually will be hearing in this track by Caetano. This is a uh, African-based drumming that is played in Brazil. And the next clip is the recording that Caetano used as inspiration, or rather his arranger, uh, Luis Brazil, when he wrote the opening woodwind uh, introduction for Caetano's version. This is João Gilberto, playing guitar in another version of Ahibohoso's song. for it, everyone, because it's all going to be worth it when you see how Bertram puts all of these pieces together to help us deeply appreciate the Caetano Veloso version of this piece. So Bertram, you're going to give us lyrical information and help us understand this rhythm that factors so centrally to this gorgeous arrangement we're going to hear. Exactly. Um, in this particular recording of Jean Gilberti, we just heard the guitar accompanying pattern goes ba 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 Ba, 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 which is, in fact, the trademark guitar uh, pattern that Jean Gilberto uh, became known for. It was actually called the stuttering violon, the stuttering guitar. Mm -hmm. And it basically uh, takes a cue from the uh, more standard samba accompanying patterns uh, and transform them, transform them into a more, you could say, introverted and uh, essential way of projecting time, which was well suited for him to then sing over mm -hmm. in the way he did. And uh, this, this particular kind of uh, approach actually got a nickname. It was called João Gilbertizado. So João Gilbertizized, people well. <laughs> uh, would call that, including Caetano Veloso. But we're going to hear what that sounds like with a full orchestration. Exactly. It opens the tune. 
uh-huh. in the arrangement that Caetano uses. And can you tell us what the lyrics are of this song we've yes. been hearing so much the, the, As I said, Ahi Bahozu was a um, legendary uh, uh, lyricist and composer and wrote a lot about uh, Bahia. And uh, here he talks about the beautiful women of Bahia. We have uh, in the Shoemaker's Alley one day, I encountered the most wonderful morena, meaning a black or mulatto woman. I asked for a kiss. I didn't get it. Uh, I asked for a hug. She just smiled. I asked for a hand. She didn't want to give it to me and fled. And he goes, oh, Bahia, a land of, of terra felicidade, of happiness. Morena, I'm going to go crazy with longing for you. And my good Lord, please get me another Morena just like her. Oh, Bahia, <laughs> that I can't get out of my mind, that I can never forget. No wonder so many people set that piece of music. Exactly. That's really um, kind of intoxicating to think about that scene and him being caught up with the gorgeous woman. So we're going to hear Na Baja de Sapatero, and that means literally... In the shoemaker's alley. Shoemakers were, you know... Caetano Veloso's version. Shoes. Yes, yeah. let's hear it. This is Julie. You know, the barn here at Dream Farm could have just been a place for storing up unrequited longing and pain. 
because at one time I was dominated by paralyzing performance anxiety that kept me running away from the stage. Then I learned to overcome and share my music and gifts freely. Now everything here is designed to touch the dreams of our listeners and inspire you. So why not go to dreamfarmradio.org and sign up for our free weekly episodes and inspiration. We've got something special from the farm for you and your kids. I've released a breakthrough adventure book for kids 10 to 14 and adults. Mrs. Amazing in the Seed is all about a wacky family that refuses to be stifled. In a world of threatening conformity, they dare to think differently and risk everything to explore the mystical realm of wonder. This book will entertain and encourage you. Visit dreamfarmradio.org to watch the video and learn more. Welcome back to Dream Farm Radio. We're on location in Boston at Berkeley College of Music with ethnomusicologist and fan of Caetano Beloso, Bertram Lehman, who is waxing eloquent on all things Caetano. I'm learning so much. It's really an information-rich, history-rich, percussion-rich show we're doing today. So I'm going to turn it over to you to set up a beautiful lyrical piece Caetano does called Lua, Lua, Lua. Tell us about it. Yeah, Lua, Lua, Lua is from a 1975 recording, so that's uh, already in the sort of more mature stage of uh, Caetano's uh, career. And it's one of his many beautiful ballads. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the first songs that I liked and got to know about him was called Lindeza, which, which means beauty. And this one, Lua, Lua, it just, Lua means moon in, in Portuguese. And um, it's uh, one of those uh, tunes that really is a little poem. And, you know, I, I, I have a hard time. And even if you speak Portuguese, a.k.a. you're from Brazil, uh, it's difficult to interpret his lyrics um, uh, because they really are, uh, need to be seen just like uh, po- written poetry would be without a music, uh, musical uh, sort of embodiment. Um, but, uh, Julie, as you said earlier uh, when we talked, is that just the music on its own, uh, without actually understanding the uh, content, is already a beautiful thing mm-hmm. on its own. And I think that makes, uh, makes uh, the appeal of Caetano... Transporting. Transports anybody into this universe of, of music um, that he inhabits. Um, but, you know, it's a, a tune like Lua Lua, which um, um, roughly the translation is, you know, the moon, the moon, the moon, for a moment, my song with you, and even the wind sings, compact in time, waterproof. Then he goes, branca, 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 white, 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 uh, mine, and your voice uh, acting as silence. And then the final stanza is, my singing has nothing to do with the moon. <laughs> so um, you, you can tell by these lyrics um, that they're kind of, uh, you know, I mean, the, the juxtaposition of what seem to be kind of nonsensical uh, statements in many ways, that's part of the aesthetic. And um, as people have said, um, uh, for instance, the uh, scholar uh, Charles Perrone, in a, in, a, in a book of his, he, he has said that uh, Caetano's varied output, output inf- includes mellifluous amorous pieces, spiritual contemplations, philosophical expressions in a pop vein, brief epiphanical pieces, non-linear experiments, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, numerous titles drawn from literature, and uh, and also, which uh, a nice way of saying what Caetano does, he calls it a sonorous spatialization it's the the, the 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 words they take up a certain space both musically and just, just as, the sound just of as pure as, as pure musical form which i think uh, you know not only for Caetano, but this is one of the great appeals of brazilian music in the way the word and the rhythm of brazilian portuguese is worked 
um, in the musical context and which uh, really makes even styles like samba and also bossa nova uh, the unique uh, uh, kinds of uh, uh, musical but also uh, linguistic experiences that they are. Well, I don't think we should wait to hear what this piece um, really is going to bring to us. So let's hear Lua Lua Lua, sung by Caetano Veloso. Lua 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 Por um momento Meu canto contigo compactua E mesmo Canta-se compacto no tempo e estanca Branca, 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 branca A minha nossa voz atua sendo silêncio Meu canto não tem nada a ver com a luz Canto contigo compacto e mesmo o vento canta-se compacto no tempo e estanca branca, 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 branca. A minha nossa voz atua sendo silêncio Meu canto não tem nada a ver com a lua Lua, 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 lua Por um momento meu canto contigo Se compacto no tempo e estanca branca, 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 branca. A minha nossa voz atua sendo silêncio. Meu canto não tem nada a ver com a luz.
Okay, a couple of things I have to say or ask about. What is the drum we're hearing there? The percussion is actually an Indian instrument. It's uh, the low drum of the tabla set called bayan. Okay. Played very uh, non-classical, non-traditional, just uh, for its... Then you've got those really kind of goofy keyboards. Yeah, this is an organ. I think it's sort of like an organ, which, you know, in the 70s was a very very typical sound to appear in a lot of uh, pop music recordings. And, you know, this this juxtaposition musically of a tabla, a Hindustani instrument Mm -hmm. with an organ... Um, with a pop organ, that's part of the universe of aesthetic that... that, uh, Well, it it also strikes me, and I'm not an expert on this, so I hope I don't sound um, silly, but what what I'm gleaning from what little I know about Brazilian history is that here you have this peninsula, and it's a a convergence of so many cultures and influences that, uh, you know, you've got the colonial European influence, you've got Portugal, you've got Africa, you have South South African natives, mm-hmm. and then you have the trade that's coming, mm-hmm. and um, the different governments coming and going, and yeah. ideas meeting there. Even the Jewish influence was right. was big yeah. in, in Portugal. So I mean in Brazil. So it, the music then is has a, carries a weight and a depth. These I, I sense that Brazilian people have a capacity for handling many types of yes. things and holding that within their popular sphere of music. Their pop music reflects those influences. Yeah. Almost and, like an edu- and a you PhD brought up a, in yeah, you culture. Brought up a, you brought up a very interesting point just to tag on to that is that the, the Portuguese court at one point, the emperor was living in, in Rio. So mm-hmm. unlike other Caribbean and South American nations, Rio was basically the center and got an incredible influx of European culture from the Iberian Peninsula. Royal. So therefore, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, like for instance, a song genre called Mujinhas, these sentimental songs that came straight from Lisbon uh, and, 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 and their associated aesthetic was part of, the, uh, of, of Brazilian music making alongside with the many African influences. And you have the political issues that are coming as they try to figure out how, how to govern in, in the midst of right. all of these competing interests. And of course, interests. Brazil, for our listeners, is mm-hmm. uh, uh, the size of Brazil is as big as that of the continental United States. Mm. Um, and um, it's, a, it's a gigantic country with incredible bio and you know, ge- geographical diversity, just as, Latin, as the United States are, uh, and, uh, which you know, gave it a particular kind of a history. Which is why it's so hard to, to cap, uh, capsulize uh, Caetano yes. Veloso's work. Yeah, and even, even Brazilian music as a whole, we always talk about yeah, samba and bossa nova, but deal. there are many styles that are you know, virtually unknown outside of, wow. of Brazil. Wow. Well, let's end the show with something called Zumbi. And why are we going to hear this one to end our show, Bertram? Well, this is a wonderful song uh, written actually by George uh, Bain, or George Bain, um, who is another f- famous composer from Brazil uh, of the same vintage, roughly. He's writing about African things. Yes, yes. Yeah, Z- Zumbi was uh, the leader of a runaway slave community called uh, Quilombo de Palmares, mm-hmm. basically escaped slaves would gather and uh, like they call it in Jamaica, Maroon Another Society. Another influence in Yes, and, and many, of, many tunes that deal with this kind of subject matter are basically tributes to the Afro-Brazilian heritage, which the Tropicalia movement actually from the beginning incorporated into their um, uh, lyrical mission. And uh, in the beginning there is a number of African nations being enumerated, Angola, Congo, Benguela, Uh, And uh, it talks about Zumbi being the leader of this nation.
aquela Monjolo cabinda mina Que loa rebolo Aqui onde estão os homens Há um grande leilão Dizem que nele há uma princesa à venda Que veio junto com seus súditos Acorrentados num carro de boi Eu quero ver Eu quero Brazilian culture and the, um, you know, panoramic career 
of Caetano Veloso. We just have scratched the surface, and there's so much to absorb. I think we better continue this in another program. What do you think, Bertram? Absolutely. That's a good idea. Everyone, Bertram Lehman, eth- ethnomusicologist and incredible master percussionist here at Berkeley College of Music and a friend of mine. Thank you for coming to talk about the music of Caetano Veloso, and we're going to do this again soon. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to Dream Farm Radio. Photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.org, where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at mlcrecording.com. Thanks for listening. Every dreamer needs someone who'll touch their dream